0: Hello, and welcome to I Love It, Don't You, the podcast where friends share with friends, whether they like it or not. I'm Elizabeth. I'm Kim.
1: And I'm Janelle. And today we are actually going to be talking about my choice, uh, which is the TV show Grimm. And I believe Grimm started in, um, I think it was 2011 or 2012, and it finished up in, I think, like, May of... Um, 2017, this year. Uh, Grimm is really about a guy named uh, Nick Burkhart, who is a detective um, in the Portland Police Department. And uh, he starts seeing creepy things. Um, and it turns out that there's this whole mythological world that normal people can't see. Um, people actually have mythological creatures inside of them. They are part creature or whatever, and they can do this thing. They don't even put a name to it in the first five episodes, but they can do this thing called Vogue, which is where they kind of partially turn into the creature, and only certain people can see them. Um, these people that can see creatures are called grims, and Nick finds out that he is one of these, uh, Grimms, and finds out that he has this, like, ancient mission to stop the bad ones. Um, and so the, the show progresses and expands mythology around that and explores new creatures and has a lot of, you know, just general life drama and stuff like that, um, usually with Nick at the center. Uh, but then there's also a lot of side characters like Hank, who is Nick's partner in the police department. Um and Sergeant Wu, who is hardly in the first 5 episodes, but Sergeant Wu is another uh character in the police department who kind of really grows to be very important in the plot. Hint hint wink wink. Um and the which police captain is... hmm? which I think that
2: is shown in the first 5 episodes, you know he's going to be important.
1: Oh yeah. He's just not there. It's so annoying. Not nearly to the level, and, and you don't get really a sense of his character very much in the first five. But all that aside, um, there's also the police captain, uh, Renard, who has kind of this really, really shady side that kind oh, of is woven into the whole sorry. plot. Yeah, Sergeant, no, Sergeant Wu is the Filipino guy the, that's actually in a, a cop uniform.
0: Mm-hmm. Um and then that other no, guy's the, is
1: their boss, right? Yes, he's that's Captain Renard, Sean Renard, mm-hmm. um, who's involved in this world of creatures somehow, but but we don't know how. Um there's also Nick's girlfriend, Juliette, who he lives with, even though it's not clear in the first five episodes that they're actually boyfriend, girlfriend instead of married, but they, they seem married and they're adorable. Um, and then there is Monroe, who is actually one of these creatures. Um, he's what's called a Bod, which is, uh, kind of like, it's the where the big bad wolf comes from, and he's kind of Nick's reluctant guardian in this, uh, new mission of his. So, I've watched just about all of the five seasons. I'm missing just, like, the last five of the final season, um... And I think Elizabeth had seen a few before, had you? Yes,
0: yeah. I've seen, like, uh, when I watched it, I watched everything that was available. And I want to say I got to season three or four. And also, oh, you okay. know, I think... Wait. Okay, like, there's a season six. Um, is there, or is yeah. it five? No, it's a, there's a season six. I watched six them. Because I saw okay. it. Okay. I searched for it on Hulu first. And um, there was this... I saw there was season six, I was like, "Good for Grimm, going strong." <laughs>
1: um, you
0: know, seasons, okay See,
1: seasons. Um, so this is what happens when you don't do your research. I've watched it pretty much all of it, but I did it so fast mm-hmm. for the first uh, four or five seasons that I kind of lost track. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh,
0: I don't know. I don't have so. I don't have anything to say right now. I mean, I do have stuff to okay. say, but I don't think that it would be good to follow a flow of conversation. So,
1: No, that's fine. Yeah. Well, so, so Elizabeth has seen a lot of the series, but not all the way to conclusion. Neither have I, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm within spitting distance. I just have to commit. Um, and Kim is completely new to this show. So, I figured we should probably start off and get Kim's opinion of the show. Kim?
2: Uh, I, I think it has potential. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little darker than my favorite shows, but mm-hmm. it has some really good characters. So I could yeah. see myself getting obsessed with it at some point. But I don't mm-hmm. know because of the darkness. I don't know if I will let myself get to that point. If that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: right, right now, like I do like it. I I do see a lot of potential in it. Uh, but I am not a hundred percent sold on it.
1: Yay! And see, I, I had no idea. Sorry.
2: Go ahead. Oh no! I was going to say like well, and I was also like kind of trying to think, and I'm not even sure exactly how I feel particularly about it. Like, I was like, I think I like it, but Mm -hmm. I knew, like, our discussion today will help me realize if I like it or not, if that makes sense.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. No, that's absolutely fair. See, going back through and watching the first five episodes, it kind of started making me remember, it took me a little while to really get into the show. But it's like, once you get, I don't know, probably another two or three episodes in, I'm going to guess. I haven't looked at the the descriptions yet. I didn't want to try and get too deep into the mythology and and spoil stuff mm-hmm. um, during our discussion. Yeah. Um, but once you get just a little bit more into it, a lot of it, I feel like, becomes a little bit more palatable and also is just... I don't know. I feel like it, it finds its stride much quicker. And... It's, it's still dark, but people have started, like, palling around more and makes it, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit easier to get into. But the first five, I really kind of wasn't sure how you guys were going to feel about it, because mm-hmm. it's not as good as I remember.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. Um, Janelle, I had the same feeling. How, how did you
1: feel revisiting it, Elizabeth? Okay, here's,
0: I were, okay, so it also took me some time to get into Grimm when I first started watching it. Uh, And I don't Mm -hmm. know, I can't even pinpoint the exact episode where I was like, oh, I'm in this. Like, it just was like this slow, um, I just kind of slowly started to love it, I guess. Um, but revisiting it, I was like, since it's been so long since I've seen it, I was like, oh, I love all these characters so much, and I forgot about this, and so I really, I mean, like, At the same time, okay, on one hand, I really enjoyed revisiting it. On the other hand, I could definitely see how it improved in the later seasons because I was like, I do remember thinking that the show was, had a lot of weaknesses. Like, this is going to sound like really critical as someone who claims to be a fan, but like, I think that it can come off as generic and Mm -hmm. that the, there is like, I like the production value, but it is a low production value. And I think Kim was saying it was dark, and it does have dark storylines. But for me, since the production value is kind of low, it's kind of harder for me to feel the darkness they're trying to portray or feel the suspense. Um, but right overall, I really enjoyed it, and I, I just uh, what's his name? I should know his name. Um, but the uh, the first uh, the first otherworldly creature that he. Becomes friends with, um, I know that you introduced all the characters at the beginning, Janelle. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're fine. Do you remember what his We name haven't is? heard
1: most of what you've said, so.
0: Oh, dang. Well, guys, when you listen back, it's going to be really good. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, that's why I kind of chuckle like, just a little bit ago. Because I'm like, I don't know what she's saying. <laughs> that sucks.
0: <laughs> okay, but what's um, what's his name, his, uh, his sidekick? Monroe. Uh, Nick. Monroe, yeah, Monroe. Oh, like I just, I just love him so much, and his character only gets mm-hmm. better to me. And then of course, uh, the sergeant we were talking about earlier. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, like his humor is also uh, at times like I think really funny. Um, and the back and forth between uh, Monroe and Nick, it's just so
1: good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. That's good. Mm-hmm. It's. Well, it kind of makes sense, though, when I was thinking back, uh, spoiler alert, Kim, um, everybody kind of becomes friends. Mm -hmm. It's (laughs) like a family. Like, they start, not everybody. It's not everybody. But I mean, like, Mm -hmm. it's, I feel like this show really progresses how, like, normal friendships would. Like, people start, you know, getting closer as time goes along. There isn't just, like, this sudden friendship between anybody. So for the first five episodes, there's very clearly this, like, hey, I'm using you aspect to Nick and Monroe's relationship, which makes sense. I mean, Nick's been thrown into a crazy world. Right. Um, So... And Nick really doesn't feel like Nick in the first five episodes at all. He's so much more, like steady i suppose you could say like he's not chill like he's really freaking scary and and he's a bad a and everything um but it doesn't really come across like it in the first five episodes because he's just finding his footing but i feel like it only really feels like that on second watching um like the first time that i went through i remember thinking that it was he just kind of felt off balance but in like a it felt more like the writers just weren't in their element. And maybe that's what it is. But going through it a second time, it feels like, well, crap, I would be a little bit insane for the first while after I figured out about this world. And But looking back on it in my memory, there's a very clear turning point to where he starts kind of falling into his role and figuring it out. Because he's very different from other Grimm's. They haven't really talked about it tons yet, but... Um, it's, Nick and his aunt are very different from most Grimms. Like, they just don't, Grimms of the past that they talk about just killed all of these creatures all the time. They didn't really distinguish whether they were actually evil or not. Um, so Nick coming in and not just killing a creature just because he found one is kind of revolutionary. Mm -hmm. and he has to kind of fall into that role but yeah yeah (laughs) I'm gonna try hard and not be spoilery on this because it's I feel like everything that made me fall in love with the show is well beyond these episodes
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but I think you can see that Nick is a different sort of uh grim because Mm -hmm. even um in the last episode we watched, the refrigerator repairman sees him and just freaks. Mm-hmm. And, but we know, so we know. Um, and and Monroe's reaction to him at first, and anytime anybody kind of realizes he's a grim, their reaction. So we do see that. True. You know, other grims might not not act the way that he does. Um. And you know you can definitely tell like this is setting stuff up, and sometimes it's you kind of want to get to the meat of things, I think, mm-hmm. because it's like in shows with mythology and like this in this case, he's a grim or you have a zombie or whatever, you have to go through the stage of them keeping this secret or nobody knowing. And it's like, right. so right now, like, cause you were talking about how they more get closer or whatever as time goes on. But right now we have two very clear, distinct parts of his life in a lot of ways, like the people who he, he is a cop with his partner and whatever. And then you have him relying on Monroe and um, part of me is just like, I'm I don't want to go through an entire season or two until Hank finds out. I don't want, you know, like his girlfriend is knows he's not handling things well and whatever and is really kind of concerned about how the refrigerator repairman responded to him and whatever. And it's like, I don't. I don't really want to watch the tension, like you know, like I've done this. Right. They, this is a this is a trope that happens in a lot of these types of shows. Like I've seen this, like so. Not that they're doing a bad job with it. It's just one of those things I'm kind of tired of watching.
1: Oh yeah, no, that's more than fair. Um,
2: um. But and also you mentioned that like you didn't know for like in the first five episodes it wasn't obvious that they were just boyfriend girlfriend in the first episode he went to get a ring so we know and then he ended his aunt showed up and he ended up never proposing so we actually do know that they're just boyfriend girlfriend living together
1: what's with me i have nothing correct (laughs) (laughs) did you watch the show that you made us watch janelle i swear i have i have a lot I think what it is is I'm thinking forward, where a lot of the time people will say like, "You and your wife," and they're like, uh, "We're not married." Because <laughs> um, it, it, oh, well, that's a spoiler. Whoops. <laughs> you know,
0: when I first, when I started watching the season for the first time, um, I didn't think that his girlfriend was going to be around for very long. Mm-hmm. I thought she was going to be like a very temporary character
1: uh
2: right yeah I kind of wondered that too and then I looked on IMDB um Mm -hmm. I think I was I think I was trying to figure out because I hadn't really heard his last name so I was like "Is his last name like they're not going to be so on the nose that his last name is Grim right so I went to see like (laughs) what his last name was um and then kind of looked and saw like the characters that were in every episode or almost every episode and saw that like his girlfriend is or whatever, which I don't Mm -hmm. know. I don't know how I feel about that because they're fine together, but right now, like I'm not totally invested in them.
1: Right. I will say at different times, Juliet can be one of my favorite people in there. Like she's not my favorite character. My favorite character has got to be Sergeant Wu. Um, but followed very closely by, uh, by Monroe. Um, but at times she is really good. Like she grows to become like, not that staple girl when you come home, you know, like that, that isn't the only time that we see her. She's not just a fixture inside the house and things like that. Like she becomes important to the plot. Um, Sometimes in good ways, sometimes in bad ways. It's and in that way, it feels very real to me. Is is this show kind of grows to feel like actual people in these instances?
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um, which is, is pretty cool to me too. Which side note, one thing that I really respect about respect about this show is that everybody actually dresses like normal people. <laughs> if you notice, nobody's like crazy over sexualized or anything. Like, they just look like normal people. If anybody's gonna be over-sexualized, it's usually the villains, and that's not even that often. So, it's... I don't know. That's interesting to me, that we don't have to, like, try and throw in all of that to to get views or whatever. So it focused more on the mythology and building relationships and stuff to make the show succeed. Um, But one of the things you said, Kim... Was actually one of the things I want to talk about um, about uh, seeing how characters are going to progress along and um, I was gonna possibly quiz you on how long you thought people would stick around (laughs) but you kind of ruined that (laughs) my bad Um, that's okay Um, one of the know that that's likely to
2: happen me to go check on IMDb (laughs) to see how long people are going to be around. Like that, that's a pretty common cause I can do that and not spoil myself too much. So especially like if it's a person I like and I'm like, how long will they be? He is going to be, you know, a big part of this, right? Like Monroe. Right.
1: I will say you, if you do pursue this show anymore, you probably don't want to look for anything at all anymore. Because I, I was chugging along in this show, like, really good. And then something, I was looking for something involving one of the people who guest starred on this. Because I found out that he is friends with a couple of different actors that I really like. And I thought I would like to try and find an interview with them together. Um, and it ended up spoiling the final episode for me by bringing up a clip from the final episode. Um, And I didn't watch it, but it was a a clip that was named with a spoiler. Yeah. A major spoiler. And, like, I didn't – but the numbered episodes are different. Like, they're all 22 to 23 episodes each season, except for the final season, which had 13. And so I was like, oh, it's only halfway through the season – right? Is it halfway through the season? And so I had to go and look on IMDB and I was like, well, crap, that's the final episode. Now I just want to see what the outcome is for everybody because now it's all been blown for me. So right. Long story short, if you get invested in the show, you don't want to look up anything.
2: (laughs) So here's how it normally goes when I get invested in the show and I'm binging. Normally (laughs) I try and binge and not look anything up. Then at some point, I want to go see GIFs about it. I just do. So I go and start looking at it on Tumblr. And then I find a little bit of information. And then I spoil myself a little bit. And then I just go down the rabbit hole and look up everything and know the rest of the series at some point. Oh, I know that's exactly what's going to
1: happen. Yes. I I do that, too. I know that telling you is not going to make any difference, but I feel like I have to, like, wash my hands of it. Put put the disclaimer
2: Um. out there. Yes. Yeah. it is not your responsibility. <laughs> it is my own spoiler <laughs> self that will go do this.
1: Um, what I was going to say, though, is one of the fun things about this show is it kind of makes me think of Veronica Mars in that people that pop up once, you're probably going to see them again multiple times throughout the series. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the prime ones being the fridge repairman. His name's Bud, oh, and yeah. he shows up, like, at least three to four times per season, sometimes a whole lot more.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: love Bud. Every time he's on the screen, he's adorable. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Um, I think one of the show's strengths ends up being an ensemble cast and how Mm -hmm. they bring in those characters again and again. And something about it is really comforting to me. And it seems weird to say that now when we see these characters that are really underdeveloped, but it just becomes just like, it's weird to say because I know Kim called it dark, but for me it's kind of a cozy show. Like they have these like, it's in Portland, it's like, and especially set in kind of, like, this, like, uh, Portland and a really green, like, kind of lush place. Like, I I really like it. Um, so it's one of their strengths, I think. Even though now it seems like a weakness, like, they're – because I do think some of their characters are really underdeveloped. Um, I think their cast becomes part of the – their strongest part,
1: probably, of the show.
0: Of course, I haven't oh, yeah. watched it in forever.
1: But. Right. Well, one of my favorite things about the show is that, and yet again, this is in the future, but they give a spotlight to everybody at least once. And when they do, they do a really good job of it. So there's, there's an entire episode that's centered around just Wu. And it's like, really good. Yeah, um, which is pretty cool. Because, you know, a lot of the time, you don't really have very many Asian, um, specifically with him, Filipino actors that get a spotlight so much um, and get to show their culture and everything. And that's what they do in this show. Like, this this show is really good about developing people, just not in the first five episodes. The first five are incredibly Nick-centric, which makes sense, though. Like, we're... Because you're having to develop
2: him. Like, he's... It's an ensemble, but it is about him and his story. Oh, yeah. So, uh, But... Yeah, to kind of go back to what Elizabeth was saying or what I think she was saying. <laughs> um, but, like, I... Yeah, like, that is one of my um, things that will endear me to a show and make me love a show is when they become, like, friends or work colleagues or whatever, become family, like, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So that excites me to hear that that... um kind of develops uh, as we go on and I think you were starting to say something about how I had said it was dark but you didn't consider it dark
0: can you expand upon that I don't know um I think because they're kind of like family and also because of the setting um even though it's kind of low production value I really do like what they've done with the setting of Portland um I just find it really cozy and comforting to watch. Um. Well, I was just gonna say, like, well, and so,
2: um, like Janelle mentioned, Veronica Mars, and Veronica Mars deals with a lot of dark themes. Mm-hmm. But when I think of it, I don't, I don't view it as a dark show, like it is, and some people would view it as a dark show, but that's not what sticks out in my mind. It's the relationships and and all of that stuff. So is that kind of how because you can Yes, that's deny how I think of that. Like it. Mm-hmm. the subject matter for like the week to week and the killings or the kidnappings, like those are pr- at least the first 5 we got, those are pretty dark and messed up.
0: They were oh, yeah. dark. Yes, they were dark. Um and like I can't deny that. That's true. I'm not trying to argue that point. Like it, it can't right. be a dark
2: show. What you're saying though encourages me because okay, I think good as I fall more in love with the characters and the show becomes, yes, about the week to week and about the mythology and whatever, but as I fall in love with the characters, like their relationships will help to lighten the show.
0: Yes, I think so. And will probably
2: then combine a lot of the elements that I really, really like.
0: I definitely think that you could really, like, end up liking it. But I don't know how long it takes for them to become family. I don't know when, you know, like, the whole, like... I Actually, I'm going to stop now, because I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> but can we talk about favorite characters, or, like, how funny Monroe, yeah. Monroe is? Because, like, I just <laughs> love him and... I love Monroe and Nick so much, and it's... And just, like, in these first five episodes when they're just beginning their friendship, like, I was just, like, it was just so much. Like, I just really enjoyed revisiting that. Um, right. Did they, did, uh, did they appeal to you at all, uh, Kim?
2: Yeah, I love I love Monroe. He's my favorite. And I really did like um, Monroe and Nick. And, like, we, we already see them developing... A very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A very cautious friendship. They have,
1: yeah. Um, they kind of feel like banterers at the moment. <laughs> right.
2: And he, we see him, um, we see that Monroe is the person right now, the only person Nick can really trust, like with everything that's going on. And we do see that he trusts him. And that he knows what he is. So, so, yes, I very much like Monroe and Nick and think that that can be, a like, a very good dynamic. That's, for me, as I was watching, like, I wasn't... Him and his girlfriend are fine. But, yeah. like, I was being more interested in the bromances. Like, I mm-hmm. thought Hank and him were cute, too. I thought... Yeah. Um, and I could see potential there. I saw Monroe and him... And I could definitely see the potential there. Like, yeah, the, it's it's not super great right now, but you can definitely yeah. see the potential of what those relationships can become.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talking about Hank and Nick, I think one of my favorite lines between the two of them is, is out of the pilot when Hank is singing uh, the song off of the iPod. And Nick's just like, oh, I didn't know you couldn't sing. Oh, <laughs> yeah and it just rolls off so well yeah that it just it's it takes a second and then it's like oh that's funny you know these two they just they screw around all the time they have right
0: yeah
1: um
2: well yeah there's like been several like good little one-liners or whatever like i think mm -hmm. uh woo right is that his name Mm Hmm. um when him and Hank are out, like, drinking or whatever, and Hank is talking about um, how Nick has, like, a good read on people and, like, he just, you know, whatever. And uh, Wu says something about, too bad he wasn't your partner when uh, before you married your first ex-wife or something like that. <laughs> it was just like, dang.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hank gets so much crap for all the wives he's had. <laughs> so how,
2: how many wives has he had?
1: I think three. Okay. Three sounds right. Has
2: he had a relationship with the um, medical examiner?
1: No, but goodness, that would be interesting. She actually, she's probably the only character that I can think of that disappears. And I'm kind of okay. bummed a little bit about that.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, um, be- because they there was some like random comment when she was called on a scene or something that kind of made it sound like either they were just giving him a hard time maybe about the fact that he's had a lot of women or whatever, mm-hmm. but it kind of made it sound like she could be an ex or something. But
1: She might be, I, I don't know. I kind of got more of a vibe from them that that they were trying to make her more kind of like the Abby to his Gibbs, you know, from okay. NCIS. Am I, yeah, am okay. I making a, mm-hmm. okay. Okay. Yeah, I got the, the vibe that she was supposed to be just a little bit kind of weird, and they had a, a weird relationship. But I don't know. Maybe they did. It's never explicitly said, anyway. Okay. Um, not that I know of. Of course, I apparently c- forgot that Nick was going to propose to Juliet. There's-, <laughs> mm-hmm. There's so much time that spans, like, when we see that ring again, too, by the way. So...
2: I kind of figured there probably would be because his life gets thrown in this turmoil and his aunt, oh, yeah. which, um, Elizabeth, did you recognize his aunt from anywhere?
0: Yes. Um, yeah, it's uh, Alice Gray from Yes Grey's Anatomy. Like, I saw her and I was like, who I that? Th- who th- th- that? Th- I who didn't know that. I didn't connect that until you said that. Wait, what? Yes. I'm sorry. Um, but- I talked over you. <laughs> uh, but
2: when his aunt shows up like she pretty much tells him like to break up with her so Mm -hmm. like you You know know, i we definitely see that he has maybe not consciously but definitely has put a halt on proposing for the moment and so Mm
1: -hmm.
2: yeah it seems like they probably will be kind of in a standstill for a little while
0: Mm -hmm. i end up actually i end up really liking them um but at this point i wasn't invested at all um in the relationship um not that i disliked them i just wasn't it's was like whatever
1: right at the moment
0: mm-hmm. she
2: very much is one dimensional
1: mhm mhm
2: and so yeah, it's, well, it's just true. like yeah you've given me no reason to root for them yet you've given me no reason to like her like she's just a character we see that he loves okay yeah. great right. like
1: mhm Do you want a reason to be invested in them? Sure. (laughs) They're engaged in real life.
2: What?
1: Oh, that's so cute. And the cooler thing was, though, they didn't, like, announce it to the world. They just, they did everything really privately. Like, they didn't tell everybody when they started dating. They didn't tell everybody when they got engaged. They just happened to be in an interview together for the show and somebody the interviewer noticed the ring and asked about it and that was how it was announced but they never Uh actually like they never really went and it's not like they didn't want people to know it just they've they've kind of been playing it cool and i think that's pretty neat um that is so are are they they recently engaged or was that um i think they got engaged last year okay i believe. But I think they've been living together for a long time. Another fun fact about the show is um, it actually is was in... I'm not going to say entirely, but it was... The day-to-day was all filmed in... Uh, not Philadelphia. In Portland. Um, so they actually... A lot of the cast had apartments in Portland and would, you know, bike and walk to work and all that kind of stuff. So it's pretty cool that it, it kind of... Impression that I got from it was that the production kind of became like a community thing. Like, if I remember right, they got Portland, uh, they, they did casting calls and stuff in Portland, and um, it, it wasn't unusual for people to, you know, pass by the actors and stuff um, while they were shooting. Which, I don't know, I just find that really neat. Yeah, if you look, because this is on. Um, uh, uh, what do you call it, on Amazon Prime, um, just about every episode has that little tag. It's like, location, Portland, Oregon. It's like pretty much everything was filmed in Portland, um, to my knowledge. I-, I could see where some later stuff might not be. Um, but you can look, and there's like a lot of consistency in the in the backdrops and stuff like that. Um, in fact, there are sometimes... Or have definitely seen where they've gone to the same location <laughs> that, they sh- that they shot at in an earlier episode but it's supposed to be a different place <laughs> um i mean they film from different angles but you can tell by looking at it that it's like hmm you guys have been here before <laughs> um but it's cool though i feel like um okay so i, I can't remember if you guys watch supernatural at all no. Okay. Supernatural shoots in a, a lot of the same places. It's kind of a similar deal in that they they pretty much move and live, um, live in Canada where they shoot. Um, so everything kind of tends to look similar um, for a lot of the show. And it does in Portland as well, but they... I mean, and for good reason. Portland—it's—it's it's always set in Portland, except, you know, Supernatural is always set in different places, but Grimm is always set in Portland. Um, but I feel like the—the the land there is so interesting that it always—it it, just—it looks really engrossing, and I, I feel like it's funny that that Elizabeth was saying that it—it it has low production values. So I feel like. When I watch it, it doesn't feel like they have low production values. It just feels like their yeah. CGI sucks.
0: It, their CGI does it's, suck.
1: The thing is, I was watching... It's like the, the locations... Here. Hmm. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. Um, the locations are just, like, so rich-looking all the time. Yes. And it's like, I know part of that has to do with the editing, but I think it's also just naturally really beautiful there. Yeah. So... To me, it feels like it's it's has really good production values, but it might just be down to really good locations. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the CGI does improve a little bit as time goes on. But they never stink and make Monroe look look good ever. No. <laughs> when he when he has Vogued, he always looks terrible. He looks like a bobblehead. <laughs>
0: um. So yeah, like I probably wouldn't have noticed the low production value. But I was watching it with my parents, and they would point it out, like when they saw it. So, like there were there are scenes that look really rich and green, and like I think really pretty. And then every once in a while, they'd be like, "Oh, that's like really bad." And I'm like, "Oh, crap! You're right. <laughs> like that one scene is really <laughs> bad. Don't break up, right. you know."
2: <laughs> but so that's yeah. Kind of like, you see, seeing... I didn't. Good. I didn't. I didn't really notice like the low production value. But, because I thought it did, like, the scenery and stuff looked pretty, and mm-hmm. and for me, like, because Janelle was talking about, like, the CGI, for me, for a lot of these shows, like, I always think that those look ridiculous anyways when you make Mythological Creatures, mm-hmm. which is kind of one of my um, hang-ups, or why I have a hard time, a harder time, I think, watching this, these type of shows than I do, like, reading about this stuff, is because it it's always going to look a little hokey to me for that stuff. So, like, I just kind of always discount, like, how creatures look. (laughs) Right. But that's just kind of one of my own, like, hang-ups and whatnot. So.
1: Yeah. Um. One of the things that I want to do is just kind of well and some of these questions I think Elizabeth can weigh in on as well but I have some questions for Kim specifically as to the mythology of the show okay um because I feel like I didn't know where anything was really going for some ideas and so I'd like to quiz you and just get your opinions and and not spoil them (laughs) um so, first off, I wonder, what do you think of Captain Renard? Do you think he's good? Do you think he's bad? Somewhere in between? What what do you uh, think his goals and stuff are?
2: I, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> good um, answer.
2: <laughs> like, I think that he's definitely uh, supposed to be appearing bad, and that's kind of the, your first thought on him, yet at mm-hmm. the same time time I think there's some reason he wants to protect Nick Mm -hmm. um and he doesn't he doesn't seem to be interfering with them catching the bad guy so it's not like he's doesn't want them in the um earth realm the non-mythological realm to catch these guys Mm
1: -hmm.
2: so but somehow he is very high up in the other realm and Mm -hmm. so i yeah i'm not sure like i i see i almost see like he's done some shady crap and Mm -hmm. um but i almost can see could see it maybe going like uh, in some ways him trying, like he was trying to protect Nick from ever realizing he was a Grimm. And I don't know if that's out of protection for Nick or protection for whatever kind of people he is. If that makes sense. So yes, he's very shady and very like at first it's very easy to just say well he's evil and something's going on and whatever but I also kind of think they could build later on into the mythology a way to redeem him probably mm-hmm. but I don't okay. know that that's where they're going but I could see where they could go that way
1: do you guys think that you're going to keep watching what, what what you got going on mm-hmm.
2: I think that I I uh, probably will like after this conversation like it's made me hopeful that I'll like it if I just stick with it um Mm -hmm. I've been in a weird mood lately where like I haven't been wanting to watch new things and I'm still kind Mm -hmm. of in that mood so like I haven't fallen in love with these characters just quite yet so it's like I don't really want to like go spend the rest of my Friday evening just binging this So, there is like that um, possibility, like, I don't do it right away and then I forget about it. But I am definitely interested in watching more. So, I feel like, like, yes, I probably will one day if I don't get Mm -hmm. sidetracked if that makes sense. Right.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah. it kind of is a it's a big commitment. There's like I said 23 episodes per season for the first 5 seasons. Yeah. <laughs> um, Elizabeth, do you think you're going to continue rewatching? Do you think you'll go through the end of the series? Would I'm it, what...
0: really I'm really curious about the end of the series. So, I am actually kind of in the a mood to rewatch something old or but i don't i'm not really sure like i'm not really sure what i'll be watching later today or tomorrow like because everything (laughs) feels like i have no plan and um i don't know anyway i i'm really really interested in continue watching right now so uh i guess you guys will find out next episode if i continue so
2: have you guys been obsessing over anything lately
0: yeah, uh, makeup tutorial videos. I've just been watching hey. those. Oh, wait a minute. No, uh, my mom and I found this awesome TV show. It's called Loch Ness. It's a British te- television uh, like procedural. And it is so good. There's only four episodes, but it's beautiful, and it has me on the edge of my seat, and I'm loving it. But, of course, I'm not binge-watching it because there's only four episodes. Anyway, so <laughs> that's what I'm loving right now.
1: That's good. Um, I've kind of been bouncing around a lot. I haven't really been straight up obsessing over anything. Um, but I have watched a lot of an ER and maybe, I don't even know, maybe Grey's Anatomy ripoff uh, mm-hmm. called The Night Shift. I feel like it's probably significantly less dramatic than, than uh, either of those shows. Um, but it's easy watching, so <laughs> I've watched a lot of it. Um, that show
2: interested me because I like uh, one of the actresses that's in it. Oh, lot. well, you know,
1: you know who the main, well, he's, it's an ensemble cast, but you realize who kind of the main dude is, right? Um, he's, yes, uh,
2: but I can't think of it right off the top of my head.
1: Yeah, his his name's Ian Mackin and he played uh Gwaine in Merlin. Yes. Yeah. So he has an American accent that wavers quite a bit. <laughs> it's it's uh, uh, it's something that I can watch and like not get massively invested in and also just I, I don't know. It's a good time passer, I suppose. Yeah. Um so there's that, and then I also watched, oh, there's a, a four episode long, well, you guys aren't really into anime, but there's a four episode long uh, anime series that just came out that was based off of the old Castlevania video games. Um, so it's about vampires, and and uh, it's got really good like production values and everything, but uh, basically Dracula takes over the land and um, has to be stopped. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's pretty interesting. And it's only like an hour and a half long total, so that was a fun watch. But yeah, nothing, nothing totally obsessing over yet. Kim, have you been obsessing on anything?
2: Um, I have gotten into Playing House, which is a USA show that their third season came out about a month or so ago and uh, I'd watched like each of the seasons and then um, this third season I really feel like they they did a couple plot lines and whatever and so and added a couple new characters and like I just loved this season and so I've watched this season a few times I went back and rewatched from the beginning Um, I'm, I'm in my second complete rewatch right now. Uh, and so, yeah, I've kind of fallen down that rabbit hole, which, um, it's not a very big rabbit hole because like there was only 10 episodes in the first season and eight episodes in the second and third seasons, but it's a very delightful rabbit hole. Um, but then I've, and I've also been, um, listening to a lot of Joe Purdy, because I uh, read an NPR article that was talking about like protest music and stuff and like what today's protest music looks like or will look like versus like protest music of like the sixties and seventies. Um, and he was mentioned as somebody who was doing protest music these days. And he's an artist who I liked before and lis- listened to years ago and stuff and just haven't listened to him a lot. So I kind of, have re-sought him out. One, I wanted to hear his latest album um, where there's definitely some politically motivated songs. And But then I also have been just listening to all of his music because Amazon Prime has a lot on there. So you can just like stream tons of his stuff. So that's kind of the two things that have been I've been giving a lot of my attention to the last couple of weeks. So Elizabeth, What are we watching next time?
0: Uh, Next time, I'm going to force you guys to watch Shameless. It's something I wanted to do since we started this podcast. And uh, I'm just going to go for it. This is the week. Or whatever. So, Shameless. And let me double check here because I'm pretty sure it's available on Netflix. Um, It is. So, the first five episodes of that. And I just love this show so much. So... Excellent. That, that like is it.
2: exciting to me, because that's a show that I've been wanting to watch. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, it's been on my radar a whole lot more recently. Like, people have been posting about it on, on Facebook. Is it about to end or something?
0: It is about to end. It's, like, one of okay. the final season. I think the final season is currently on. And it seems to get more popular. Like, I just keep encountering new people that have found it and have started watching it. Probably because it's on Netflix, You are talking
2: about the USA, or not USA, but the United States version, right? American version, not the British
0: version? Not the British version. Um, Talking about the United States version. It's about um, a poor family in Chicago, and they make a lot of bad decisions. And it's wonderful. So... If you want more I Love It, Don't You content, you can visit our website, iloveitdontyou.wordpress.com. And we also are on all the social media platforms, so just uh, find us on there. And you could even leave us a review uh, here telling us what you think. If you think we should improve something or
1: whatever, just let us know. Um, Thanks, guys.